0: Myanmar is emerging from decades of repression and international isolation. The one-time military government has enacted democratic reforms, and the U.S. and others have responded by suspending sanctions. Now the country, also known as Burma, is viewed as a promising frontier economy. But there's a downside. A rush of foreign investment could imperil the collection of colonial-era buildings in the main city Yangon. Brendan Brady reports on an effort to protect the city's historic downtown before developers swoop in.
1: Yangon's colonial-era buildings are an emblem of a time when the city was a cosmopolitan hub in the English Empire. But the generals who ruled Myanmar since the 1960s isolated the country and drove its economy into the ground. Being stuck in time has been a curse for Myanmar's people, who are among the poorest in Asia. But it's also had the unforeseen effect of preserving hundreds of ornate buildings from the 19th and early 20th centuries.
2: So this building is very interesting. I'll bring you upstairs.
1: Sanu is a Yangon architect. These are original steel trusses. He renovated this Victorian-era building to house his architectural firm. Sanu says for a long time, many Burmese people viewed these colonial buildings as a vestige of British imperialism. But nowadays, I
2: think... Majority, they accept and they realize that these colonial buildings are our part of our culture heritage.
1: Most of the buildings, though, are in bad shape. Many are even vacant, and they sit in prime downtown locations. But now that Myanmar is no longer off limits to Western investors, demand for downtown real estate is expected to surge. Sanu is worried what that might mean.
2: The developer needs to respect the, the existing building. It's a very important artifact for our culture.
1: Sanu has joined a group of architects, historians, and businessmen called the Yangon Heritage Trust. They're lobbying the government to assign protected status to Yangon's historic structures.
2: So I'm so worried that a lot of investors come in bringing uh, a very thick book of new project proposals, and the central
1: government, they say, wow, that's great. And Sanu worries that the government will let developers knock down Yangon's historic buildings and replace them with incongruous malls and office towers. That's what's happened before in other cities in Asia. But Yangon does have one model for successful preservation. The Strand Hotel was built along Yangon's waterfront in 1901. Its marble floors and glass-paneled doors made it one of Asia's finest hotels at the time. After the military seized power, the hotel fell into disrepair. But in the 1990s, an international hotel group came in and restored its luster. The bar here used to serve drinks to Rudyard Kipling, George Orwell, and other members of the city's colonial elite. Today, it offers old-fashioned cocktails for well-heeled tourists, mostly from Europe and the U.S.
0: They used a lot of, uh, as you can see, wood, wood paneling in here. But for me, most importantly, it's the rhythm and the proportions.
1: That's Damon Zembruegel an American architect who's lived in Myanmar for several years. He's also a member of the Yangon Heritage Trust.
0: The Strand Hotel is the the first preservation project in Myanmar. It's basically what everybody could look at right now and say, this is what could happen if you took an old colonial building and you modified it for the modern times. It not only preserves history, but sells it very well. Now the Strand's full every night, and it's the most expensive hotel in town, and I'm sure it's highly profitable. The old building's commercial value is a good selling
1: point. But the Heritage Trust founder, Thant Min Yu, says his project is ultimately about preserving valuable history.
2: It's about preserving a cityscape that's been around for 150 years, that's been central to the history of this country. It's it's the place in which the
1: Myanmar people first learned to be modern, to interact with the rest of the world. In that interaction, Burmese were often treated as second-class citizens by the ruling British but many here still see those years as better than the military dictatorship that followed. The owner of a Yangon coffee shop says people here value having the country's history imprinted on the city as a reminder of their past. By looking at them, we know who came into our country and what happened, he says. Without them, how can we know our history? For the world, I'm Brendan Brady, Yangon.